0: Welcome to the Cipher Podcast. This podcast covers cybersecurity news, trends, and different concepts. My name is Bill Bowman, I'm the director of marketing for Cypher in North America. I want to thank everyone for joining us on today's episode. The topic for today's podcast is cybersecurity in the energy and utilities sector. So joining me today is Brian Maloney. Brian is the sales director for Cipher in the Southeast. And he's very knowledgeable about issues related to energy and the utilities and that sector. He comes to us to us today from Atlanta,
1: Georgia. So, Brian, how, how's it going today? It's going very well. I appreciate you, uh, making making time to uh, for this podcast. I appreciate it. No
0: problem. No problem. So, so Brian, recently you did some research into the energy sector. Um, and their reaction, and the administration's reaction to the Colonial Pipeline cyber attack. I think you interviewed some different, you know, top cybersecurity uh, people in the industry and the utility space. So that's going to be our topic for today. So, you know, I don't want kick things off. You can kind of, you know, introduce yourself and, and what's uh, what's what's your background?
1: Yeah. So my name is Brian Maloney. Um, I'm the sales director for the Southeast, uh, as Bill said. Um, but I do come from um, in, in a previous life, come from. Um, an, an organization that was heavily um, had a strong foundation in PCI compliance. Uh, you know, we worked within the utility sector to make sure that they were compliant. Um, and so, with that, I've I've been able to make connections and keep those connections over the course of the last few years. Um, and that's what prompted uh, this 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 research that Cipher was able to do. Um, you know, keep in touch with the connections that we have and use them. As we see this 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 very strong transition that's starting to take place within our critical infrastructure here in the United States.
0: Great, great. So this this current conversation all kind of kind of started back in May, well it's, it's been going on, but definitely hit a, hit the mainstream media, the mainstream buzz back in May with the Colonial Pipeline cyber attack. That you know I'm, I'm down I'm down in Miami and. Gas stations were out. <laughs> I'm sure they were in Atlanta too, and it was it was chaotic. And that you know that really highlighted the real world impact of cybersecurity attacks and cybersecurity um, fear amongst the um, amongst Americans and all over the world. So can can you give me the basics about what, what happened in cyber? It was back in May, but still, you know, it, it's relevant talking about you know what happened and what maybe what they could have could have done to stop
1: to,
0: to stop it from happening.
1: Yeah, I think I think before we even stop on what happened, we have to also talk about the state of the industry, right? Um, with COVID taking place, um, a lot of people are working from home. It's a big transition um, in in network security because you have employees that aren't used to being, uh, not used to working from home, uh, suddenly transitioning to that spot, um, and so it it opened up a whole bunch of vulnerabilities, not only in our you know critical infrastructure, but Around around you know all companies uh, throughout the world, and specifically with the Colonial Pipeline, you know they they were targeted um, as as their financial systems were targeted as part of a ransomware attack, um, and typically you know every you know the government got involved and um, the FBI, and typically they don't recommend that they they pay for ransomware, but in this case they did, and you know five million dollars. That that halted a hundred million gallons per day of gas. Uh, suddenly, you know, put put our nation. It, it it opened eyes and and started to get these discussions going, specifically with the, like the smaller um small, smaller utilities out there. That uh, you know, with this this attack that took place, it it made people stop and take a second look at their their current security posture and and start roadmapping a, a quick transition for improvement.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. So would you say that ransomware and, and what are the top threats for the utilities and, and energy industry? Is it ransomware, malware, all the data breaches, all that, those kind of.
1: Yeah, it's threats? it's 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 the typical threat the uh, that any organization is. I think the, the most vulnerable um, aspect of any organization is uh, the the employees that are within right uh, the education um, from phishing attacks from vishing attacks even physical security um, you know at any time somebody can click on something that they didn't mean to and they these uh, these threat actors are getting very very smart you know they they uh, think about all the people that are protecting in cybersecurity well. It's, it's a $75 billion industry um, to be on the other side, you know, and we're protecting against that. So it's, uh, it's a little bit more um, value to be uh, to be a pirate these days than it is to, uh, to, to act against them. And so we're doing our best we can to try to keep up with them, but they use a variety of methods to gain entry. Uh, and it only takes one click uh, before everything is shut down, as we saw with the Colonial Pipeline attack. Definitely,
0: definitely. So... It- the group responsible for the Colonial Pipeline attack—they, they, the government was able to identify who they were, and, and I think they even, they even got some, some bitcoins back through unknown methods. I, I, I don't know if you have any insight on that or heard, heard any, any, uh, anything from there.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it, it, the news is out there, and I, you know, with, with that, uh, you know, they're, they the, the Colonial Pipeline attack and all of these. Uh, hackers that that use that that are compromising systems today is is starting to you know from a sales perspective they're starting to you know I from a sales perspective never like to sell fear uncertainty and doubt but we're in that time today where where threat actors like the, who uh, the dark side who created uh, this this colonial pipeline attack um, they are challenging us to to not uh sell fear uncertainty and doubt because it is everywhere
0: yeah there's definitely a lot of uh a lot of fear uncertainty and doubt related to it so yeah so that 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 was yeah the dark side hacker group they Mm -hmm. the the government got some money from they went away so who knows if they (laughs) they'll reappear you know you never know with these
1: uh these threat actor groups so yeah, so these, well, uh, yeah. FireEye, FireEye was quick to respond and help uh, with the situation um, during that attack. So kudos to them for getting in there quickly and um, uh, supporting, you know, as they're also FireEye is one of uh, our vendors as well. But uh, kudos to them for going in and, and assisting and um, in, in helping with the situation.
0: Definitely. So. The attack happened. The big media uproar, big business impact, big economy economic impact. So then, what what did the administration do? The Biden administration and the different government agencies. What were their, you know, they had to get go spring into action. So what, you know, maybe outline a couple things that they did to try to, you know, help help the situation, improve the cybersecurity for for the energy industry.
1: What well, I think they're on the right path. Uh, the the first step was, you know, starting with this request for information. They want to know where where does everybody stand today um, and, and get the guidance of these uh, organizations on road roadmapping um, what uh, that, that security push should look like in the coming years. Um, so they, they released that uh, request for information um, and made it public to everybody, um, the responses. So we utilize not only the, uh, the responses from that RFI, but also our own Um, internal, like I said, communication processes with with our contacts within the space. Um, And it's really interesting. It was a lot of the answers were um, very similar across organizations, both small and large. You know, with, again, with COVID and the transition taking place, it opens up vulnerabilities within the organization um, that we hadn't seen before. You know, everybody was doing things a certain way um and that includes tenured employees you know you, you have to look at within the utility space there are tenured employees same with the education space that have been doing things a certain way um that that you know are either at the end of their career or are getting ready to uh you know uh, are used to older methods and one thing we're seeing now is um that there needs to be a, a kind of a, a halt and uh a, a a halt in processes, and people are stepping back. Organizations are stepping back and taking a look at the current security posture, and seeing what can be done, um, and and mapping it. W- one thing we like to do are health checks, or you know, you do gap analysis, or you um, do workshops. We find that a lot of companies are are during this RFI process stopping, stopping going through these gap gap analysis and um, and checking to see what their current security posture looks like, what can be done and what can be done to remediate any gaps that they see within their network security posture and then roadmap um, and align with the right vendors to to fill in any of those uh, missing pieces uh, to to strengthen uh, strengthen from threat actors like the the ransomware attack that we saw with Darkseid.
0: Now, Brian. Besides the FERC framework, are there any other frameworks the vertical should comply with?
1: I mean, there because with uh, with in the utility space, anybody that accepts you know uh, payments uh, have to go through some sort of PCI. Uh, they they uh, benchmark against the PCI data security standards, ISO, uh, ISO, NIST. Um, so we. Uh, we are seeing that they are they are using these frameworks, and a lot of them uh, have some overlapping uh, tendencies. So, uh, starting uh, with some sort of assessment, workshop, gap analysis, and uh, benchmarking against some of those frameworks can help build a good plan for action, um, specifically across the board.
0: What were you know some of the key takeaways? You mentioned you know learning new processes, you know different you know employees having to adapt and change how they do things to be more secure. Any other you know takeaways from your research into the over a hundred individual responses and then your one-on-one interviews?
1: Yeah, uh there there were there were some key takeaways. You know, a lot of it too is is staff training, um education, internal education. Uh you know, you're, you got to go through security awareness training, um, just to realign. I mean, it's one of those things that should be done anyway, but you know, like I said, they're they they are using a variety of methods to try to gain entry, um, and educating the staff first of all was priority one for a lot of uh, a lot of these CISOs, CTOs uh, that we that we spoke to. Um, secondly, is also a management, um, you know, first benchmarking against some of those frameworks and then management of some of the network security tools that they have. What we're finding is that, that, a lot, that there, there are tools in place, but these tools are so siloed that it would take a, an entire team or more than that, what some of these organizations have to monitor uh, the tools that are already in place. So what, what we're finding is that they're going through um, to help fine tune the management of the tools that are in place, or seek guidance and recommendation on what tools uh, they can uh, utilize and do away with uh, from an economical standpoint that might overlap. Um, And then, you know, put it into a console where either uh, a third party's taking over that management or they have enough uh, visibility so that they can see what's truly being ingested and what can be stopped at a moment's notice.
0: Gotcha. gotcha.
1: we, we like to say put four walls around it, right? If there is a security threat, security breach, uh, having a, a solution in place to lock it down, um, investigate and remove uh, is, is also a, a key priority for, for a lot of these organizations.
0: So the, the big threat is getting impacted by ransomware, getting, you know, getting downtime and, and stuff like that. So as far as from the government side, looking at some news recently, it doesn't look like the administration is going to have any sort of laws or any, anything like that. It's, they're going to release a set of recommendations or continue to release, recommend, release recommendations and guidance. Is that,
1: is that kind of where the, the government response is, is leading? At this time, yeah, that's that's what we're looking. At. Is it, nothing's going to be impacted immediately? Uh, yeah, they are going to be providing with recommendations, um, and then it's also the, the the certain organizations or the utility that that needs to not only adhere to these recommendations but also putting a plan in place uh, internally uh, as as these changes would be coming down in the in the months, years to come. You no, know, I'm sure at some point they are going to mandate, and it might come. From a procurement strategy, it might come from, you know, because it it all trickles down eventually. Uh, So hardening the way that uh, that you deal with vendors and the way the purchasing takes place within the utility sector and um, just uh, hardening all systems. I think that's the key takeaway is the time is now we see it with the Colonial Pipeline. We're going to start seeing it um, with some of these critical, uh, the critical infrastructure. And uh, if it worked once, uh, they're going to try again.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. And another threat that I've, you know, that's out there in the landscape in particular with, you know, utilities and and energy is the supply chain threat. So a lot of these companies Mm -hmm. rely on, you know, different technologies and different tools. So that can also come in and, you know, impact organizations as well.
1: Yes, certainly. Yeah. You know, I mean, we, we talk about, um, vendor relationships, supply chain, we talk about it all, but you know, if, if, you need to make sure that um, that there is a relationship, and that they're adhering to the same cybersecurity standards that uh, your organization does. So ma- hold them accountable. If you are um, if you are seeing uh, these trends within the within the sector, make sure that they're following best practices just like you are. That's why you see it within the payment card industry. You know the big the big major card brands. They make sure that anybody that is um, that is accepting credit card payments is, is being compliant. Well, it needs to start uh, within the procurement as well. Um, so we I think we're going to start to see um, mandatory reliability standards uh, get increased uh, from a procurement uh, standpoint as well.
0: Okay. Okay. So yeah, I think we, we covered a lot of good, good insights about what happened in the past. Some, some tips for right now. Um, any, any final, you know, takeaways or thoughts about what's what's next for the energy sector regarding cybersecurity?
1: No, I really like what's happening. You know, it's, it gives a, it gives a, this RFI gave the opportunity to, for other uh, utilities to share insight, uh, to share best practices. Um, and I think what we're going to see is a lot of third party providers like Cypher coming in um, and fostering relationships and offer guidance. Um, you know, even if it's from a consulting standpoint, you know, if, even if we're here just to provide guidance. On, on what could be done, um, best practices, uh, solutions that could be in place. You know, that's what, that's what we want to be. That's what we are here to do. And that's what um, we hope that the, the you know, the, it, what happened with Colonial Pipeline uh, was certainly negative, but I think we are the hardening of uh, the cybersecurity postures across the nation, uh, I think, is a, ultimately going to be a great thing. Um, and uh, look forward to, to being a consultant um, uh, from uh, handling things from a consulting standpoint for, uh, for the future of our, our critical infrastructure.
0: Great, great. Well, Brian, I want to thank you for your time. This has been you know, very informative, and I look forward to our, our next podcast. So, for any of our listeners who are interested in our services, including managed security services, managed detection and response, and s- cyber intelligence services, please reach out to us. Via our marketing department, which can be reached at marketing at cipher.com. Thanks. Thank you.